Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Day number 94 brings us to Exodus 11. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you would write your word on our hearts. Be our teacher and be our guide. Help us to understand your truth as you've given it to us in your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A bit of a shorter chapter today. We've had some, some longer ones recently, either really a lot of content or just longer chapters. So we've got a bit of a shorter one today. It's important, but it's really setting us up for uh, Exodus 12, which is a really important chapter in the scripture. But this one is, of course, all chapters of scripture are really important. They're God's word, right? So Exodus chapter 11. The Lord said to Moses, Yet one more plague I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill and the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you. And after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied, in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go out of his land. Those are the 10 verses of Exodus chapter 11. Yet one plague more. This is the 10th. This is the final. 10 is another of those numbers in scripture that refers to a complete work, something that is finished, like 10 commandments. And so this is the completion. Now, in terms of the conflict of judgment between Yahweh, the one true God, and the false gods of Egypt, this is an attack directly on Pharaoh. You notice the one who's mentioned first, every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne. So within Egyptian uh, mythology, Pharaoh was the son of God 
the image of God on earth and the firstborn uh, of, of the gods. So he has this, this title of son of God, image of God, firstborn of the gods, uh, which makes him worshipped as a God-man. See all those parallels to Christ? He is an anti-Christ figure, Pharaoh is, um, because he is pretending to be imitating uh, and trying to take the place of Christ. And so this is a confrontation directly against the antichrist of the age, which would be Pharaoh. But the judgment, the judgment is the death of the firstborn. Now that, in addition to being a confrontation against Pharaoh, is also a foreshadowing of the ultimate judgment of God that will come to deliver his people, and that is the death of the firstborn son of God, the true firstborn son of God the true perfect image of God in human form, the true God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, will die, will be cursed for us and for our salvation. And God makes a big deal in Israel's history of the fact that their firstborn were spared in this final plague. Now, tomorrow we're going to look at chapter 12, which is the Passover and the blood of the Passover lamb and how that perfectly foreshadows Christ and shows us so much about Jesus. But here what we see is that for those who have been passed over, for those who have been spared judgment, well, their sins still need to be paid for. There is still judgment that our sins deserve. You have sinned against God. I have sinned against God grievously, wickedly. And so the judgment that we deserve will fall on the firstborn son of God. And when that happens, darkness will cover the land, which was that ninth plague uh, of darkness covering the land. So when you get to Revelation, by the way, when we get there in, you know, almost three years from now, we'll see that many of the judgments that come and that are pictured in Revelation are recapitulations of the Exodus plagues of these 10 plagues. There's hail and fire and hailstones and and sores and locusts and all those kinds of things because here here's the principle from scripture god is just and holy god is righteous and he's the judge and he's a judge who cannot be bribed he's a judge who is not corrupt he's a judge who who does and must and loves to uphold his perfect standard of righteousness there's no sin that can stand in his presence. His, his dwelling place, he dwells in unapproachable light. He is holy, holy, holy. He is perfect in all of his ways. His dwelling place is absolutely perfect. So all sin must be judged. All sin must be condemned. Must be. Or else God will be a corrupt judge or a tolerator of evil. And that simply cannot be. And so our sin must either be borne by ourselves or it will be borne on the cross by Jesus. So either we trust in Jesus and he bore it on the cross for us in our place or it remains on us and we bear it ourselves. And that's part of the weight of what is seen that even for God's people, they are spared here, but they're only spared as we'll see next time because of the blood of the lamb. And this curse of the firstborn is going to fall on 
the firstborn son of God, the real Christ, not the Antichrist. This is a judgment against Antichrist, but Christ himself will be judged. But he does so willingly. He does so lovingly. He does so. Pharaoh didn't sign up for this, but Jesus volunteered. Uh, someone once said, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And one answer that someone said is, well, that only happened once and he volunteered. There's only ever been one truly good person in the history of the world who didn't deserve any judgment from God. And the most bad thing possible could happen happened to him. The wrath of God was poured out on him in full. So the bad thing happened to the good person and he volunteered to be the firstborn who would die in our place. Let's pray. Father, thank you that your firstborn son was willing to leave the glory of heaven and come to earth and to be cursed in our place. Help us to realize what our sins deserve, that we may be ever more thankful for Jesus, our Savior. We praise you in his name. Amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll gather again, and we will be in Exodus chapter 12, that great Passover chapter. I hope that you can be with us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.